This episode is brought to you in part by the Book Exchange, where Mountaineers go since 1934. Recorded live in Morgantown, West by God, Virginia, and across the world with your hosts, Kevin Jones, Deshaun Butler, John Flowers, and our lovely co-host, Ashley. This is the Final Forecast Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Final Forecast featuring me, one of your co-hosts, Kevin Jones. I got my boy here with me, Deshaun Butler. No, no. Good. Got my other boy with me, Jay Flo, John Flowers. Yo, what's up? We got our lovely co-host, Ashley. That's me. We got our producer, Dave. I'm here. And, <laughs> and we have a very, very, very special guest. The the man, the myth, the legend, yo dog. Our boy, <laughs> <laughs> our boy Coach Han. Billy Han, what's going on? Hey, what's, what's going up, on, man? Fellas? My hey, man, like, you what's know, going always, on? I always greet everybody. Great day to be alive. Count your blessings, fellas. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, yes. sir. What yes. time is it back home? It's like nine in the morning. Yep. Nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Coach Han is so energetic. How how do you do it, man? I don't know how you do it. Well, when you get Coffee. when you when you get to be sixty-seven years old, John, you don't get much sleep anymore. <laughs> and I was awake like at five a.m. Stupid man. I've been awake since five. I've had like three cups of coffee, two Red Bulls. I mean, fuck. <laughs> I'm ready to roll, man. Shit. Coach Hart, you 67, Coach Hart? I'm 67. Yeah, don't act like that's it, do crazy, I? man. That's crazy. You don't look a day past 66. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> hey, how about this? How about this? So last night, last night is Halloween, right? Mm-hmm. So they're trying to do this, all this stuff that it's supposed to be safe on Halloween. So my wife being the great lady that she is, she decides to have these, put this candy in these little bags because of coronavirus. So she she puts all these little sandwich bags with candy in these sandwich bags. I don't know, she probably, we don't have a big, large neighborhood. So I think she probably made up 20 or 25 bags. Mm-hmm. She put them on a table right outside our front door with a light on. She put a sign out there, help yourself, happy Halloween. Please take one bag per person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, shit, this goddamn two good, two people came up. They took the whole goddamn 25 bags. Oh, my God. There's no honor system in this world. Not on Halloween, Coach, huh? What? Not on Halloween. Oh, man. I, I would have done the same thing, I'm sure. <laughs> I, told, I told my wife, I said, Kathy, I said, Kathy, I said, that shit ain't going to work, honey. I said, I'm going to say right now. The first fucking people that come up to the door, I'm telling you right now, they're taking all the shit. They're gone, bro. I'll tell you one thing. I'm getting older, but I'll tell you what. Our society and our country and our world right now, our, our world's fucked up right now, man. We got yeah. problems. Oh, we got problems. Yeah, what, what do you man. think the biggest problem is? 
What do I think the biggest problem is? Well, John Flowers, John Flowers and Coach Hawn, we've had many talks about this. John Flowers, I think the problem that we have is people are very uneducated and have no idea. They're just they're just they're just not educated about race and society and mm-hmm. black people and white people. I mean, people are just. You think about, I've told John this, you think about the way you were born and raised in your family and how you grew up as a kid. You grew up as a kid, you sort of heard your your grandma and your grandpa and your mom and your dad and your aunts and your uncles, and you heard them talk and everything. When I grew up as a kid, when I was young, when I grew up, I heard that N-word in my, I heard the N-word my mm. life. And you know what? I heard the N-word all my life. So you know what? That's what I heard. And that's what I, you know, that's, all, that's what I heard. And that's what I, I believed. Yeah. And then I go to the University of Maryland on basketball scholarship. And I'm like one of the only two or three white dudes there on the team, you know? Mm. And, I, and all of a sudden, there's no such thing as the N-word. I'm going like, I had to go home and educate my family. When I went home in the summertime, I went home and I had to educate my family. I said, now listen to me. You guys are ignorant and you're not educated. I'm not blaming you because that's how you've been born and raised. But you don't use that N-word. There's no such thing as the N-word. You understand what I'm saying? That ain't happening. And I'm telling you right now, as long as I'm home, don't let me hear that N-word ever again in this house. Mm -hmm. So you know what? When every time I came home, I never heard that N word again in my house because they had to be educated. And that's what I think is the problem we have is there's no education whatsoever with white people, black people, Asian people. I don't give it shit. Everybody. Yeah. It's how they, it's how they're born and raised and what you heard when you were a kid. I can agree with you in that sense. Yeah. I think that's a good point, but also I feel like it's a lot of it is willful ignorance too, because I mean, yeah, you yeah. can teach somebody something, but it's like, once they know it, what they're going to do with that information, because they can still go back out and do the same thing. I think that's the problem too, is that people, they see stuff and they try to turn a blind eye to it. And, that, and that's the people that I, I don't like. Well, ignorance is very big. Also, group thinking is extremely, I feel like it's a really big problem. Absolutely. Like we, we growing up in Newark, like, me growing up with a group of just basically all black people in a sense and uh, Hispanic people, like you would hear all kinds of, you would hear stuff and people would say things about white people and so on and so forth. And when I left Newark, like that wasn't the talk when I was around most of like with my teammates, you know, that wasn't what we talked about mm-hmm. and other black people I was around. That wasn't what we talked about. Like, so the thought of how we approach different people and how you're around numerous like different ethnicities and different races around the people. It was, it's part of basketball. So like that was never really a, we didn't just literally just talk about those things as opposed to like when I was going to school, if, if, if it got brought up with kids or if I, if I was around like other family members who are having hard times or so on and so forth or friends, families, like it's, it's just different. I feel yeah. like the surrounding areas and you're, you're in and what those environments are exposed to is, what you uh you have like the college just kind of makes it a little bit easier for everybody to be around different people so people 
can accept a little bit more as opposed to when you're just in a in a, a town or a city that's predominantly what you look like possible. Yeah. It's also, I think a lot of people, I hate to say it, but it's almost selfish because people can't understand other others and where they come from and walking a mile in somebody else's shoes. Yeah, bro. You that's know? Sad. That's the sad thing, like the empathy and, and all that stuff and just being able to just not like, take away obviously color is not going to go anywhere. People look different, but being able to just say, all right, cool. Like I'm poor or I have these same issues that someone else has in another place. Like there's not many millionaires or middle-class people where I'm from. Mm -hmm. So I grew up 18 years in a city where it's like, we were all poor. And then, you know, West Virginia has a fair amount of people that have a ton of money, but for the majority, the entire state isn't like filthy rich. with yeah. money. So like I've seen, you know, lower class, middle class people on both sides and they're, everybody's the same. It's just that for some reason, they, everybody holds on to these ideals to not agree with other people, with people that don't look like them for some right. reason. Well, they and have the exact same goal, common understanding, lived somewhat the same way in a sense. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. They just, for some reason, they let people that don't live their lives or live like them tell them how, well, who they should be mad at. Exactly. And I think Coach Hahn makes a really good point. Uh, growing up in West Virginia, thankfully, I wasn't raised like that. Like my parents don't use that word. My dad's best friend was black, even though everyone else around me was white. I never saw color and neither did my parents. But I see other kids who grow up in households like that. And sadly, that racism is cyclical. You know, they pass it on for generation to generation to generation because sadly, they're afraid of what they don't know because they've never seen it. They've never experienced it. They've never been around people like that. And for some reason, I don't know why they feel that way or why they would be afraid. You know, it's just, it's hard to wrap your head around. But sadly, until they get educated, I don't think it's going to change. Well, I know this. Uh, this, this is what, what I've learned over the years. Until you walk in somebody else's shoes, I forget, somebody just mentioned that a minute ago, but that's so true because I'll give you an example. When I was recruiting, 40 years I was recruiting kids to play college basketball. I'd be like in New York City or I'd be in Chicago or I'd be in a all black neighborhood where I would be the only white person there. Mm-hmm. And I often thought this, I'm going, hold on a second. Now I get it. How a black person feels in an all white environment. Mm -hmm. Being the only white person in an all black situation, you see and you feel all these eyes and all these people going like, you sort of feel a little uncomfortable because you're going like, I know those damn guys are talking about my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I know they're going like, what's that white honky doing in his goddamn brother bar? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I give nothing but props to all you guys that have been put in that environment. And I think it's happened way, way, way more to black people than it has to white people because white people are not put in that environment. Right. But black people are. That's every day for black people, I think, to be put into a more of an all-white environment. Mm -hmm. That's just me thinking. I might be wrong. I don't know. That's how I feel. Yeah. 
Well, hopefully things will change. Billy, well, let's talk. A, let's switch gears a little bit here, and let's talk about your new hip. We talked a little bit before we started recording. Yeah. I'd like you to share that with our listeners. Why'd you need to say what happened? How like what happened to make you say, "Yeah, I need to get this damn surgery." I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> 67 years of playing basketball and coaching basketball and all the time on the hardwood and all the – basically, it was all my dunks on people, you know, when I was dunking. I was flying through the air and I came down hard on my hip. Uh, no, I'll tell you what, John, it's just, it's just old age. It's just uh, basically your hips and your knees or whatever – as you get as you get older, you're gonna have arthritis set in, and yeah. basically my hip had arthritis where it started out in January when it was really starting to be painful. I went to see a hip specialist, and he said, "Coach, he says you got typical you got arthritis in your hip." He says, "I'll give you a steroid shot," which should help the pain go away for uh, for a while. Mm-hmm. So I get a shot, steroid shot, and January, February, and March, I'm pain-free. I mean, everything's good. Then in the beginning of April, my hip starts hurting again, and I'm going, man, I, this is that pain's back. So I go back to the, the guy again, and I said, the pain's just like it was before. I said, I got to get rid of this pain. And he said, well, we'll give you another steroid shot. So he gave me another shot, and that shot did not take. It did not do anything. Oh. I said, I said, I said, I'm in so much pain. He said, well, he said, we, we got to have surgery. He says, you're, you're bone on bone on your hip. So I had bone on bone on my hip. And I said, well, I'm in so much pain. You got to give me that surgery. He goes, because of coronavirus, I couldn't get I couldn't get an operation until October the twenty second. That's how backed up he was. Oh wow! Because they didn't have any surgeries for like three months, and they're trying to catch up. Whew. So as soon as they could take me was October twenty second. So I went, I went from uh, man, uh, April until October twenty second, where I I'm scream. I mean I'm screaming. I'm I, every time I sit down I'm screaming. Mm. Every time I try to walk, I'm screaming. I'm, I mean, I'm screaming in pain. My wife goes, "What is wrong?" I said, "I said, Kathy, just how bad it hurts. I've got, a, I'm in, I'm in pain, painful, screaming, painful mood, man. This shit's brutal." She said, "You're a pussy, Billy." She said, <laughs> "She said you, you men are pussies." She said, "Have you been through ovarian cancer, leukemia, like I went?" That she said, "That's pain." Yeah, no doubt. I said, "You know what?" She said, "Have you ever had a baby?" I said, <laughs> He says, that's pain. So I, she said, men are pussy, she says. <laughs> and she says, she's probably pretty smart and true about that, too. So, but everything's good. She begs you. My, my hip's better. Everything's back to normal. Things are really good. I'm. Uh, it won't be about – I got about four more weeks for my total rehab and stuff. Mm-hmm. And in four weeks from right now, I probably could get on that baseline and beat all you guys in a suicide. <laughs> nice. Oh, to man. Beat us to what? Beat you in a suicide. Beat oh, you in a suicide. Yeah. Oh, running, huh? Yeah, running. Like, I beat us to suicide. I beat everybody's ass. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta give you. I hear I gotta give you something else to go on. So I went with Joe Missoula yesterday. 
mm-hmm. to the Mountaineer basketball practice and watch watch Huggy Bear do his three hours of magic like you guys all remember. <laughs> three hours every friggin' day. <laughs> mm-hmm. And guess what? They're doing the same shit that you guys did. Two on two sprint to help. <laughs> Oh, the Laker drill. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, was that's the worst. 24? What was it? Like? How many baskets was it? It was like 28. 28. I feel like I feel like it was like 28. I blacked out. And, and, you know, and, you know, and you know Coach Harrison, he ain't giving nobody a break. Nah, he <laughs> on it. He, he on goes, it. all right, do it again. Do it again. They did it like three <laughs> times. The Laker drill, they're doing that damn thing over and over and over. That's the last uh, thing Larry's going to give anyone, a break. What's crazy is the Laker drill isn't really a hard drill. It's just no, it's not. It's just concentration. <laughs> yeah, somebody would just I randomly th- go in there and dunk the ball. Yeah, and, he, and the ball can't hit the floor. Exactly. It's just like why? <laughs> I think it's hard because it is basic, though. Like the, it's hard because everything, like it's kind of you kind of have to be precise with the pass, with the layup, and getting the timing down to everything. Yeah, so I think I think that's what makes it hard. Can't drop that ball. That ball can't hit the floor. I remember Danny Jennings dunked one. I think we might have like, like, four left. I was livid, bro. What Danny. an idiot. <laughs> That's Danny Jennings, though, man. Danny, boy. <laughs> just another knucklehead from New York. Just another knucklehead from New York. Well, so since you went and saw practice, Coach Hahn, how do you yeah. think the, how do you think the guys look this year? Well, I will tell you this. If the Mountaineers one play play the season because of coronavirus, mm-hmm. if they have a season, I can honestly say that this might be the year. If they don't win it this year, Bob Huggins will never win it. That's how loaded they are. I ah. think they've got. I think they've got. I think they're too deep at every pos, every position. Mm-hmm. Point guard, two guard, three guard, four man, five man. They got two guys at every position that they're that deep. I think they legit have – will it happen? I don't know. But I think they have a legit shot of having five guys on this team that have, would have a chance to play, have a chance to play in the NBA. That's wow. how good they are. Yeah. Wow. guys, talk to me. I'm going to talk to you. First um, of all, they all call – Hug says they all call in the NBA scouts call. He said, do you think they would ask the first question would be, about Oscar Shibway. Mm-hmm. He said, Billy he said, they don't, even ask, they don't even ask me about Oscar. The first guy they ask about is Deuce McBride. Yeah. The point guard who was a freshman last year. That He said, that's the first kid they ask about. So Deuce McBride has a chance to be an NBA player without doubt. Yeah. Oscar Shibway, the big guy last year, he's got a chance to be an NBA player. Everybody's asking about Derek Culver, he's got a chance to be a – these got all chances. You know how that shit goes. Yeah, he has a takes, takes luck and, you know, a lot of things. So those three, those are the three guys. Then the kid that they redshirted last year uh, from um, Fairmont, that yeah, kid. Shooter. Good. Actually, yeah, yeah, that kid. Yeah. I like, that I like kid. his name. Uh, Jalen. Jalen Bridges. Yeah, Jaylen. Bridges, yes. He's got yeah, a chance to be a pro. He's got a chance to be a pro. Then they got this kid that they recruited who's a freshman this year named Cottrell. His last name's Cottrell. 
Yeah. Isaiah Contra. Oh my god. He's tough. I watched him play as well. Yeah, he's he's a he's he's got a chance. I mean and then you're not gonna believe it, but remember the white kid last year that shot the shit out of it, Sean McNeil? Yes. Friend of the show. Yeah, he was on last week. Sean McNeil is playing his ass off. Mm -hmm. I mean, the kid got better in in a year's time. First of all, everybody's bigger and stronger. I walked in there the other day. I thought I was watching Joe Mazzula says, man, he said, this is like watching the NBA team. That's how big everybody. Joe couldn't <laughs> believe how big they were. Oof. Now, That's Joe's a, around that I'll Joe's around that every day with being with the Celtics. Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a big words coming from uh, Missoula. Coming from Joe, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. from Joe Missoula. That's pretty that's pretty that's a pretty strong statement. And it's just because of the size. I mean, our Mountaineers are big and strong, man. They're good. I'm so excited. Yeah, <laughs> I hope we play. Do you, do you think there will be any worries? I mean, Coach Han, you've been coaching for a long time. You know how uh, when you get uh, new guys that come to the program, do you think the fact that we have so many guys that are like here from last year that the new guys would just fall right in during the season, or do you think they'll go through their normal growing pains that they do? Because well, every, every think, good player we've had, regardless yeah. of if they've transferred in or whether they've uh, come from JUCO or – Freshmen, you all go yeah, through the campaigns with Coach. Yeah, it takes a year. To, it takes at least a year to figure the shit out with hugs, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, I. That's why I was curious if that. Yes, yeah, well, that into your... But they got so many guys coming back that have been here. Yeah, I'm excited for this season. That's. It's, it's kind of it's always kind of hard to gauge how well a team will be. I mean, we could look at talent and see how how well they could do, but also it's just about guys accepting their role because obviously everybody can't get the ball. Everybody's not going to get the same amount of opportunities. So it's like, are those guys who aren't getting as many opportunities yep. are they going to stay engaged? Absolutely. Are they going to are they going to play their roles still even Absolutely. if they're not getting what they think they should? You know, Absolutely. so that's that's Absolutely. the most important part. But I'm from yep. everything I'm hearing, everybody is. Yeah, like, they all, yeah, you know, everybody's what? buying in. So yeah, they all, they all good. like each, Kevin. They all like each other. They got, they get, a, they got a great team chemistry right now. Now again, what happens if you lose a game or two games or whatever? You know, people could start start pointing fingers and. Yeah, I was gonna say. Know, you do, know, you see do you see a? You they, but you know what? But right now, right now, the chemistry is unbelievable. They really like each other. They care for each other. They're they're making the extra pass. They're playing the right way. I mean, it's 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 fun to watch, man. They're fun to watch. If you guys, everybody, I mean, I'm curious. Do you guys see like which which guy do you think would be the leader of the team? I think Deuce leader, McBride. Or, leaders, or two leaders, if there's two, if there's a team effort. I think Deuce McBride. I think as Deuce McBride goes, the Mountaineers will go. I really believe that. What about you, Flo? Who do I think the leader is? Yeah, mm-hmm. like who do you think like would? Like, as far as, like, that group, like, in general, like, these are guys that have been here, so it obviously won't be a new guy coming in leading these guys. So what what guy on the team do you think is the leader of the team? Like, if they lose one or two, he'll get the guys going, or more or less uh, they're having bad practices, you know, those things of that nature. Like, I'm not sure. I haven't been around the team. You know, people could lead in different ways. Exactly. So I, I, really, I wasn't around the team this summer, but I think McCabe. Yeah, McCabe. Group, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he does. He's, he's, he's pretty vocal. McCabe will be the vocal leader. <clears throat> yeah. McCabe's not. This is I. Sh- 
this is sort of sensitive, but I'm, if he listening, but McCabe will be the vocal leader, but McCabe is not really an NBA type player. I don't think he has a future beyond college basketball. I mean, he might play overseas or something, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. So vocally, he he he'll be the if we lose a couple games, McCabe will be the guy jumping everybody's ass and getting everybody together and regrouping everybody vocally and pulling yeah. everybody together. Yeah, I, th- I, really I believe, think there's. I, a, I believe that. I feel like sometimes there's a notion that the the leader is always the best player, and sometimes player, it's not exactly. the best player. Right. Sometimes right. it's. A, it's a player who just they can command respect and they can speak yeah. up and people res- yeah. and people respect them. So I I could see Jordan being a leader too, along along with Deuce for sure. That's kind of well, like how, how question. you don't think he, he you don't think he can uh, get a chance to play professionally? No, I, I don't think he. I think as far as like a basketball player, like skill wise, yeah. I think I, I said this to him before. Like when I talked to him in person, I talked to him like online throughout the like, right. last year. I told him, I'm like, yo, you can do a lot of things skill-wise. Offensively, you, you you work hard a little bit defensively. I was like, you just need to watch film and see what you're doing, though. Like, you're not reading the game. Like, you don't read the game as well sometimes. Like, he'll have good games, and then this games where he's looking at things, and I'm like, yo, what are you looking at, bro? Like, so, like, I told him this. I was like, yo, if you watch film, I feel like, like skill-wise. Hold on now. No, hold on. Now, hold on a second now. Think about this. Yeah. You guys have played in the NBA. You guys have played in Europe. Take Jordan McCabe physically, the way he is, the way he's built, his size, his athletic ability. I know he's got great skills. I, I don't disagree with that. He can pass it. He can shoot it. He can handle it. But there's he's, – he's not – the guy's not an NBA player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand what you mean. As far as like athletics, yeah, he can't and so forth. Yeah, he can't guard a, anybody in no. that. He can't guard a point guard in the NBA. I don't think that's no. a, that's been his problem since he came to WVU. Is his defense? But, well, that was your problem too, John. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, Initially, talked to him, Sean. Initially, I was, I was never my problem. I came in, I was a leader. I led these guys to a final four. Let's keep it. Let's keep it real now, John. You came in. Your jump shot was broken like a goddamn window. <laughs> I mean, but we fixed it. Hey, John, but we fixed your shot, didn't we, dog? Yeah, we, <laughs> shout out to <laughs> Billy Hart. We fixed. We, we fixed. We fixed that. We fixed that broken shot, brother. <laughs> they waited. Waited till my senior year to fix my jump shot. That's Absolutely. Hey, you know what, John? It. This is crazy. <laughs> but John Flowers is. Way, way, way better right now as a pro in France than John Flowers ever was at WVU. Would you agree with that? Uh, Talking to you, John. Uh, it's debatable. Oh, I think you're, you're way better. Definitely. Infinitely better player. It's different. Do you want to know why he's a better player, Coach Hahn? Why? Because the man listens now. He didn't listen then. <laughs> he didn't want to listen. He listened. He got older and he started listening. Now, Coach Han, do you think I would have played at WVU if I didn't listen? You didn't play. You think I would have? <laughs> think I would have? <laughs> think I would have stayed hey, John, at WVU? I always say this but, to everybody. I always say this to everybody. 
God gave you two ears for what? To listen. He gave you one mouth to speak. If he wanted to speak more than you, if he wanted you to speak more than listen, he would have given you two mouths on the side of your head instead of and, and one and one ear in in your in your front or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He wants you to listen more than he wants you to speak. So yes, John, to answer your question, you would have played more if you would have listened. He's a dog. He's a <laughs> but the, 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 the difference the difference is though, like it's just different roles on different teams for four years. I didn't have a scoring role. If y'all right. if I would have came in and y'all would have said, Hey, we need John to score and then develop my jump shot like you did my senior year, I probably would have been a different player, right? Why do why do people have to assign roles to people? Why do teams need roles? No, I said, team? why did he have to assign the role of scoring to you for you to put the ball in the basket? Because each team has role play. I was a role player on the team. That Kevin wasn't my role to put the there. ball in. He didn't huh? Kevin scored the ball when I was in college, too. That was his, that was his role on the team. I need you to score. That, that, wasn't, that wasn't my role. It wasn't your role. Nah. <laughs> just, he just said that. <clears throat> Got you, KJ. <laughs> he was expecting backup. <laughs> it wasn't. I think was you like the second leader score on the team, but it wasn't your role to score. Got you. I yeah, uh, but I mean sense. that wasn't. But no, no, no. you make sense. Okay. Kevin, did someone right. sit down with you and go, "Hey, yeah, exactly." My, like, exactly. That's my that's my point. Is I no, when, most when of my you, points, but most of but hold on, John. Most of my points I scored off was off of offensive rebounds. So that's okay, me getting did, my own stuff. That's not me creating my shot or something. So like did that. did Hugs draw plays for you? Did he draw a football for you? Did he draw up, uh, football? Uh, could be for anybody that could shoot. It wasn't necessarily for me. I just so happen to be a person that can shoot. Football, football you can, was for you can anybody that can shoot. You could run football for anybody, literally anybody that can shoot. JJ, me, forwards. who else? They ran it. Yeah, I was going to say Kevin, me, and who else we had? Wellington. Maybe Wells, yeah. Wells, I guess it, you guys wasn't just, it just wasn't my play. Football is for a stretch four. Because the four man is normally helping That's inside not, the paint. John, the four no, it's five not. start out, so stop it. Anyway. What? John, you're killing, you're killing, you're, yo. You're just, killing just That's how much you didn't it. listen. Just don't do it. That's how much you didn't listen. This is Coach why you didn't play, John. This is why you weren't the player you are now, because you didn't want to listen. And now you listen, and you're amazing. Uh, we, we, got a coach, we got a coach on, on the line now. Coach Hahn, who, what position? Just told you. Who we trying to do for football? Who was trying, who we trying to get the shot for? The shooting big. The guy that could shoot the basketball, John, like exactly. they tell you. Exactly. Oh, we ran, God. Bob Huggins this past year ran, ran that for, 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 uh, what's his name? The white kid that can shoot, McNeil. McNeil. That's yeah. what, anybody that can shoot, he John. Writes, he, he, he runs football for McNeil. And then you <laughs> couldn't shoot. But guess what? He ain't, no, he ain't no stretch four. <laughs> Never seen. What an idiot, he might, John. Be, he might be a stretch two. <laughs> stretch, stretch too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Coach Han, you you really got Ash excited about the the guys over there. You Very excited. About, hey, let me ask about, this: When you're talking about how big they were, oh, here's my, here's, 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 yeah. Here's, um,
If you love to show your WVU school spirit with the latest fashion and styles and with a wide selection of WV merch, check out the Book Exchange at bookexchangewv.com or in-store on the downtown and Evansdale campuses in Morgantown. Save 25% off your order with promo code BX4FINAL4. Here's my question to, to John Flowers and to Kevin Jones. Did you absentee vote ballot vote? Did you did you get yeah, an absentee vote? Yeah, I did. I voted online. You did know, you like... vote online? Did you vote, Kevin Jones? No, I did not vote. <gasps> well, goddamn, you better vote, son. God. <laughs> <laughs> you heard, Kev? <laughs> yeah, why why y'all all turned super country on me? Like, what the? I can't believe I've been talking. Goddamn. Yeah. You, gotta, okay. you gotta vote. Oh, God darn it! What's wrong with this guy? Why's he gotta vote, Coach? Huh? What's, what's his that one question, vote? Because because that's the right and privilege that we've all earned and got, and we have something that we've received that you should always vote. So if you got a problem with society or whatever, you don't really have a you have you don't have the right to voice your opinion. If you didn't vote, like, I'll give you an example. Everybody has an opinion right now where every year I've seen a, a president, President Bush or President Clinton or President Trump, it don't matter. Mm -hmm. I can't make an opinion on those people if I didn't vote. Yep. George Carlin does a great. If I voted for Bush, then I can make an opinion about Bush. But I didn't. If I didn't vote for him, I didn't vote for anybody. I voted for the other guy. I I, I got a. I I've earned the right to express my opinion. Yep. But if you don't vote, don't say shit about nothing because you you had a chance to put your guy in there and you didn't do it. Then you lost your right to express your opinion, and that's that's what I think. But tell him, Coach Han, huh? his ancestors fought and died and and marched. Thank you. Just to give Thank his black ass the, 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 the right to vote. <laughs> well, let me get tell you something. Get your black ass up. Get your black jackass up <laughs> and go forth, man. Oh, my You're exactly God. right. That's exactly right, John. I know what you wanted to say, Matt. I know what you wanted to say, brother. Yeah, hey, John Flowers, you know Coach Hall pretty damn good. I know that. <laughs> That's John Flowers. That's why John Flowers always, always had those one-on-one -on -one heavy, heavy, Heavy conversations, John and I. Boy, do we have some I, heavy conversations. I only imagine you guys' conversations. Oh, it's yeah, good. Nobody's tell listening. Them, Hopefully your imagination is extremely wide. Tell them, John. Deep, tell them, John. Deep conversations. The deep conversations com that need to be had. Absolutely. Need to get y'all in office. Well, With I don't know people that, that don't. Exactly. <clears throat> But I'll tell you what, John, we could solve. I know we could solve a lot of problems. I know that. I know we could. That's a fact. I'll put, I'll put them in my cabinet. We could, we could educate people. I know that. It's funny because John gets on this show and then all he asks his guests are, you got a female? Okay. You, like, you like going out? Speaking, you, you of, a speaking of which, Coach Hobb, you uh, – Educate the people. You got a girl? <laughs> speaking of speaking of which, Coach Han, huh? too bad you can't take that that new hip for a test run, huh? Taking a new hip to do what? For a, t a test spin, can't t try it out. 
Well, look, we we, we know how you we we all the guys here know how you really uh, hurt your in, old hip over time. In, in four in four in four weeks, I'll be rolling like a cinnamon gun again. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, I, Kevin, I gotta tell you this. I I probably should say it, but I'm gonna put I'm gonna put your shit on the street. Oh jeez. I ain't gonna mention I ain't gonna mention no names, but but fellas, every now and then I run into I run into this young lady that has been known to be. <laughs> Hanging out, Kevin Jones. Oh, <gasps> oh, oh yeah, Dave, Dave, we cut oh, this out, right? Oh. Depends how depends how the story is, Billy. Keep going. Oh wow! Oh, All right. tell you, I see what's going on right now. I see well, what's going on right now. Package. One of one of KJ's clients. She loves. She loves. <laughs> she loves me. <laughs> oh that's my all, God. That's, that's all I'm gonna tell you. She loves Coach Jones. <laughs> Oh man, I have no oh. idea who you're talking about, Coach Han. Oh, that many, huh? I bet you. I, bet I have you, no idea I bet, I bet who you're you talking I, about. I bet you, John or Kevin. I bet you if I bet you a hundred dollars, I'm a hundred million dollars cash. I bet you know who I'm talking about. Coach <laughs> Han and KJ. That can't be confirmed nor denied. That's crazy. Same, same girl, girl, man. Same girl. Same girl. Sixty-seven-year-old Coach Hardy. Hey, 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 hey! I'm still so confused. I don't know who y'all talking about. Mm. You know, I'm very, I'm yeah, very confused. Hey. That was Usher's line. I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna bet this person we're talking about. I'm gonna bet another million dollars mm. that she spent time with you in Japan. Oh no 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 no! Those these are all rumors, guys. Do not. It's all making sense. Oh boy! What Coach Han says does not does not uh it does not stand for final forecast. Hopefully she's a cougar. See, I got you guys thinking. Coach, Kevin, you got it could this. just be anyone. Just put names on a dartboard and shoot. <laughs> exactly. That's a, that's a good. That's good too. Yeah. Listen, why y'all why y'all doing this to me? What did I do to you? What did I do to y'all? Only because we, only because we love you. Yeah. I I appreciate it. Bust your balls because we like you. That's right. Friends like you guys, and so does this woman apparently that double dips with you and Billy Han. <laughs> Double dips. Billy Han is a wild boy. So does this woman. Wait, first of all. Yo, dog. Yo, dog. Great day to be alive. Count your blessings. Yo, dog. You know Kevin Jones? I do, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Hey, uh, I'm going to get ready to go to mass here at 10 o'clock. Now, listen to me. (laughs) I'm going to leave you with this. You guys can continue to... (laughs) Continue, I gotta continue. go to mass. I gotta go to mass and ask for my uh, sins to be forgiven. <laughs> all the sins I've, all the sins I've got committed. So anyway, you guys continue on without me, but I'm gonna leave you with this: this uh, retired football coach and retired basketball coach. They go to breakfast every morning, and they've both been retired for quite a while. And they're at breakfast one morning. The retired football coach says to the retired basketball coach. I don't know about you, he said, but I'm a little I'm a little bored and don't have a whole lot to do with my retirement. He said, I'm thinking about getting a part-time job to make my days go a little faster with my retirement. Just a part-time gig. 
And the basketball coach says, yeah, that sounds like a, that sounds like a great idea. And the football coach says, well, good, he said, because I see this one ad, I saw this one ad in the paper this morning, seeking security guard must be very observant to get the job, part-time job. He said to the basketball coach, he said, you want to see if we can go get this job? They said, yeah. So they go to interview for the job and the football coach says, I says, I saw the ad in the paper and I'm the guy that saw it. He says, I get to go interview for the job first to see if I can get the job. And the basketball coach says, that's fair. Go right ahead. So he goes in to interview for the job and the guy that's interviewing him, he walks in and the guy, the guy has no ears, his ears, he can hear. He's not deaf. He can hear but his ears are like sliced off. Like they're not there. And he answers every question. And the guy finally says, you know what? He says, all your answers have been exactly good. He said, they've been really good. He says, I got one more question for you. He says, we've been talking about 15 minutes. He said, you must be very observant to get this job. Do you see anything different about me? And the football coach says, well, hell yeah. He says, you ain't got no ears, pal. And the guy says, guess what? You're exactly right. That's very observant. But you ain't got the job because I'm embarrassed about my ears. Get out of here. So he don't get the job. He walks out. He sees his basketball friend. He said, whatever you do, do you want this job? Don't say shit to that guy about his ears because you won't get the damn job. So the basketball coach, thanks for the tip. So he walks in there. He sees the dude ain't got no ears. He don't say nothing. He answers all the questions. Guy interviews him about this security job. answers all the questions. The guy said, okay, I got one last question for you. You got to be very observant to get this job. Do you see anything strange about me? And the old basketball coach stares at the dude. He says, well, look at me. The guy said, look at me. He said, you don't see anything Strange about me? You got to be observant to get this job. And the basketball coach says, well, I don't know if this is strange. He said, but uh, I do notice that you wear contact lenses, don't you? And the guy said, yeah, how do you know I wear contact lenses? He said, well, motherfucker, you can't wear glasses, man. <laughs> uh, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, you guys don't even get my joke. Oh, I love you guys. Hey, good catching up to you guys. Keep All broadcasting. Right. I love you guys like crazy, man. Love you too, Coach. Hey, hey, Coach hey, Kevin Jones. Kevin Jones. Go yeah. vote. Man. V O T E vote. Yes. Billy yes. Han, before you go, gotcha. we'd love to have you back throughout the season to give your uh, input about how the would, team's doing. I would love to have any time, man. You know, I love you guys. And I'd love to go on anytime. Coach Han. Yeah. Really quickly, could you just sing Hotel Motel Holiday Inn for you, boy? <laughs> Hotel Motel Holiday Inn. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, my last thing. Hey, my Classic. last thing is this. My last thing. If you're praying, you're not worrying. If you're worrying, you're not praying. One more time. If you're praying, you're not worrying. If you are worrying, you're not praying. 
God bless you. Love you. Bye. Thank you. Appreciate it. He's very funny to have one. Okay, <laughs> he really put me out there, though. We added in that, though, for real. Yeah, for we're going to put that out there, too. <laughs> no, you're not. Don't worry. <laughs> I, know some, I know some people. That oh, we know you're strong. Good job. We know. Uh, is that oh. is that something you really want, cut, Kev? No, nah, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Now, I was do you no guys you put on the show the entire time? Right? Yeah, I, was, I really don't care. It's, it's gonna make I went to sound worse than KJ. I want to make myself sound decent in some way. So, let's go, Mountaineers. John, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> That's how we start the segment. But it's straight to the point. Shit is is crazy over here, man. They shut the league down again. Mm. Oh, they shut the state. I mean, the country down, actually. So So what does that mean exactly? Army tanks in the street. Um, I don't know. I'm just waiting to see, like, how long they're going to shut the country down or shut the – or postpone games so – if they they're talking about doing it till next year, so if they do that, then more than likely I'll come home till next year and then come back. Well, I'll try to we'll see mm-hmm. what happens. Flo, yeah. like, how does it look like when they shut the country down? Because like when I was in Israel at toward the end of the year, when they shut the country down, like they forced people to stay inside, kind of like they did in Italy. They kind of like made people stay inside, and they let like certain neighborhoods, like the army, would come by and let certain neighborhoods know, like, yo, you guys can go to the store. You could do this. You have like an hour to blah 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 be back, or two hours to be back. And if you're not back within that time, like you can be liable, like you could like liable to be arrested. Ooh, that's how kind of uh, like they had people like driving through, kind of like monitoring the situation, monitoring neighborhoods, making people go, go get out, walk, do whatever you want to do. You got two hours type shit. So it was like uh, it was only for like a couple weeks, a week actually. Excuse me. So I mean, it's kind of. I don't know. We're not like in a big city, so I really don't know like how it is in the big cities. But here, like kids was like trick or treating last night and stuff. So I don't. Know. Oh, <laughs> interesting. That's not too bad, man. Yeah. I had to cuss a couple kids out. Like, ain't she supposed to be in the house? <laughs> <laughs> they ain't understand me, but they, they got a mask on. I heard from a um, from a source that uh, you guys. Well, I don't know if it's like you said. You're not in a big city, but you got to get like a permission slip or something to even go and get groceries or to go oh, yeah. anywhere to the doctor or anything like that. And you yeah, have to carry it. Which <clears throat> yeah, I don't know why. Like, but you got to like fill out a form. Just has been going on like walks and stuff. She's been doing that, but mm-hmm. I ain't leave the house. I just been chilling. Yeah, like, gotta have like a gotta fill out some type of form. She said, like, no, she hasn't seen no police or nothing, so mm. I don't know. Hmm. It's weird times we live in. How's Nothing things over there, is... Say the least. Every, Everything is good, man. Everything is open, and hopefully it stays that way. So, but you never know. I heard cases are getting, like, higher in the bigger cities, but you just kind of told us to stay away from those places. Mm. But everything is still open, though, huh? Taking a vaccine? If it, whenever it comes out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, why not? <laughs> I've been taking every other vaccine and flu shot, so why Why stop? Why stop now? Exactly. <laughs> Make sure you don't get that, uh, what, the, what was it, the Brazil vaccine or something like that? So what's that? Somebody took a vaccine in one of these countries and they end up dying. 
Damn. Yeah, so be careful. Yeah, I'm gonna wait till you take the vaccine. Just in case they, they take the vaccine. Yeah, I'm gonna let the first million people go, and then I'm gonna see if they turn <laughs> the zombies yeah. first. Or something, <laughs> and then if they don't turn the zombies, I'm gonna go in and get my shots. <laughs> Well, they don't start with the regular population anyway, so yeah. we'll see how it develops. In a conspiracy theorist mind, they wouldn't give the people they need to protect them the bad stuff. So. <laughs> Who do they start with? They start with, like, uh, health workers, the military, uh, people that they considered, like, frontline people, okay. and then they'll go into the elderly, the higher-risk population, and then it'll trickle down to us. Oh, uh, Okay. Yeah. What are those people um, like guinea pigs who who like test medicine for the first time? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I wonder how much they get paid for doing that. Probably they a significant amount. They gotta be a grip. Meg got an uh, email. <laughs> did she <laughs> to do that? <laughs> what What did they want her to try? Did they What they say? They wanted her to try type of like vaccine for like fifteen hundred dollars or something like that. I was like, fifteen hundred dollars. That's it. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, please. There's you some. said no? Yeah, like some monkeys trying lipstick on and shit. Like, no. <laughs> get that money. <laughs> there are, um, there, are, there are uh studies. I guess a lot of the like uh coronavirus vaccines now are like it's like a couple of hundred dollars per time you go in. Um, because you're volunteering to do it. And then there's stuff like uh medicinal trials like there was a, a place here in morgantown where you could do like therapeutic uh drug trials mm-hmm. and you get anywhere between 2500 to five thousand dollars depending on how many times you have to go in yep i ain't going in at all i volunteered to do a study once that was what was it called kendall or something like that when they used to do that yeah and like that. uh it was they were testing add medication and I signed up to do it. I don't remember why I ended up not doing it. Something came up, but they were going to pay me like $3,000 for like three weekends in a row. You had a left there on a switch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then I started thinking about it. I was like, man, maybe I should be glad I didn't go. Yeah, man. This is, that's like just testing medicine out on uh, just people. How, yeah. how do you even get chosen for that? Is that random? Or you, sign like, up, how do you, you, you sign up for it. They probably scour your bank accounts. <laughs> I was in college. I was poor. I needed money. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Final Forecast or call us at 304 807 9098. That was another episode of the Final Forecast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> All right, cool, 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 cool. Now that we got that out the way. <laughs> that was another episode of the Final Forecast featuring me, one of your co-hosts, Kevin Jones, my boy Deshaun Butler. Thanks for having me. Um, pause, but uh, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Can we do that again? You said my you said my name too. That's the, all I they, had in the back of my head. That was all I had in the back of my head. Can we do that one more time? Though? All right, all right, we're gonna we're gonna redo that. I got my boy Deshaun Butler. Yeah. Other... <laughs> all right, that was even worse. You might as well just keep the. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Got my other boy, Job Flowers. It's been real, man. Been real. Everybody just try to hold their composure until I'm done. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, <laughs> got our lovely co-host Ashley. That's me. Our producer Dave. Hi. Thanks, Billy Hahn, for coming on the show. Yes. Special shout out to Coach Hahn for coming through, and uh, see you next time. Thanks for the inside information, Coach Hahn. That was. Yeah. Uh, it was too bad. It was not right. It was incorrect. <laughs> it was eye opening.